0: You're listening to Sportsnet Today
1: with Logan
0: Gordon on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.
2: two overtime comeback victories at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome for the Calgary Flames. And on a day that had plenty of other news circulating in the group, I didn't use it as an excuse. And so far, this six game homestand is off to a great start for Ryan Huska's crew. Welcome in to another edition of Sportsnet. Today, it's Logan Gordon along with you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studios. For our friends at Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, Crack Foundation, Boeing Foundation Walls, they have a simple permanent solution to stabilize your foundation. Contact Basement Systems. They're all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystems.com. Happy Friday. And boy, do we have a lot to get into around the Calgary Flames. You will continue to react to the Nikita Zdorov trade. We were just off the air for about an hour or so when the news dropped, so we'll react and get you our thoughts on the trade that sends the Flames defenseman West to the Vancouver Canucks and get set for a matchup at home against those Canucks on Saturday night. Also at practice today, a couple of fresh faces for the Calgary Flames. Craig Conroy hinted at it on Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg Thursday. They had a young member of the Calgary Wranglers. They were excited to get back up with the club. Ilya Solovyov has been recalled from the Wranglers. And what a sight it was at Max Bell Arena where only a couple members of the Calgary Flames took to the ice on Friday. But one of them, number 58, Oliver Shillington, surprised everybody in attendance And we got to see Oliver out with a couple of his teammates for the first time in a long time. We'll hear from head coach Ryan Huska following practice. I can tell you right now, and the head coach will back this up in a few moments, that does not mean a return is imminent for Oliver Shillington, but rather this is a step in the right direction. So we won't have the conversation about Oliver playing against Vancouver on Saturday. I don't even know that we'll have the conversation about Oliver playing on this homestand. The Flames have, and I stress, continue to handle this in the best way possible. So we we won't get too far into that. All I'm going to say is I was damn happy to see Oliver Shillington back out on the ice. And I think a lot of Flames fans were as well. I don't know what it means. I don't know when, if. How, whatever the rest of the circumstances are, it was just a really cool sight to see Oliver back on there. And I hope, I really, really hope it does mean that we're on the precipice of him back in a Flames uniform sooner than later. But we'll leave that for another day. We will hear from Ryan Huska and Michael Backwood, who both spoke on it uh, when they met with the media on Friday. Still on the show today as well. Matt Marchese, our Friday regular. Host of the fan check down on the Sportsnet Radio Network. We'll get you set for a busy Sunday coming up in the NFL schedule. And we'll check in on the Canucks side of things out of the Flames and the Vancouver Canucks from the Sandal Dome on Saturday. Big Nazar from Sportsnet 650 is going to join us. Get his thoughts on the Nikita Zadorov trade from a Vancouver perspective. Quick reminder fan feedback line always open to you at 960-960. I expect it to be busy. On this Friday if you're listening live. You want to continue to react to the Nikita Zdorov trade? I'm all for it. Love it. Hate it. Somewhere in the middle. Let's dive into it. I know the Flames Talk post-game show with Pat last night was hot and heavy with people that didn't like the trade. Some that were okay with the trade. You still want to get into it? Let's do it. 960-960. The fan feedback line is open to you. If you're listening live on this Friday, and a quick reminder my outstanding producers on this Friday afternoon, Kevin Taylor along with me here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. So quickly before we get to the door off, have to give full props to the Calgary Flames for another come from behind victory. A penalty shot goal from Mason Marchment, 149 into period number three could have been the dagger last night at the Scotiabank Saddle Dome. But again, this team continues to be resilient. They continue to fight back in games. Mackenzie Weger, now tied for the team lead in goals with six pots the tying goal at 17-19, assisted by Jonathan Huberto. And as you heard coming in, on the call from Derek Wills here on Sportsnet 960. Nazem Kadri, your game winner, 101 into overtime. And I've said it before, I will say it again. If this is the identity of the Calgary Flames, then yes, I, I know. I see the messages. I, I understand it would be fantastic to run away with a game for nothing. It'd be great not to trail in these situations but it doesn't seem to matter to this team. Down a goal, tied after 40 minutes, whatever the circumstances are, you seem to tie the game, comes back on a hand pass, it's just whatever to this group. They just let it slide off their back and they move on and that is not something this group would have done last year. Too many times that Penalty shot goal would have been a deflating moment. The goal called back on the hand pass for Michael Backlund would have been a deflating moment for this team. It's hard to pinpoint where that newfound confidence is coming from, but it's a lot of fun to watch. And I hope they maintain it through the rest of the year. I hope they maintain that resolve that belief that they can come back in every game because if that's how they're going to play, regardless of of what happens around them, as far as the other storylines, and we we had one of them happen on Thursday, that's a great building block for this team's, the youngsters that we're talking about on this group, for the Connors, Aries, the Martin Pospisels, soon the Matt Coronados that Flames hockey is going to mean 60 minutes and never backing down regardless of what the the score is or what's happened earlier in the game. That's a great trade to have. They're back to 500. They're 10-10-3 on the season, and now staring down the face of their division rivals, the Vancouver Canucks, for some hockey night in Canada action. It's an 8 o'clock puck drop Saturday at the Scotiabank Saddledome. Pat Steinberg will have your Flames warm up at 7. Derek Wills and Corey Sarich on the call right here on Sportsnet 960, The Fan. We can continue to talk about it. We will I'll play for you coming up a little bit later. Craig Conroy joined Pat on Flames Talk Thursday to help dissect the Nikita Zadoroff trade. And I know a lot of people are still talking about it. I still see social media talking about it today. As I mentioned the the talk post game show last night was absolutely buzzing with reaction to the trade. And look, I'll admit that my first reaction was, okay, maybe that's a little less than I thought. I'll tell you why. I thought, okay, maybe given all the insiders that we'd heard, whether it was Weeks or Friedman or whoever, and continued to list off teams that were interested, I thought there was a chance that Zdorov and the asking price might bump up to somewhere around the likes of a second pick. It didn't happen. It it was not a home run trade, but I think a third and a fifth is your average going price for a third-pairing defenseman? Now, is Nikita Zadorov slightly unique in the sense that at times he can be asked to be a, a four on certain teams? I, I think that's fair. But I think there's, at least in my mind, there's not much of an argument that he's best suited on a third pairing as a five or six defenseman. And, and I got to be honest, that's what third-pairing defensemen go for. If Vancouver signs him past that, okay, fine. But as of right now, the Flames sold him as a rental. There was no promise of any other deal or extension with Nikita Zadorov, As you'll hear from Craig Connor a little later on, I think this is a big thing as well. Salary retention didn't have to be used in this deal for the Calgary Flames. So much so the Vancouver Canucks, made this really easy for Craig Conroy and the Calgary Flames. They said, we like off. We can move out a guy like Bavillier and his salary, and we'll take Nikita straight on. Don't worry about salary retention. It seems as though everybody else that was in this conversation for Nikita Zadorov would have had to involve the Calgary Flames holding back a significant amount of, of money in the deal, and now you still have that option available if you want to, on the rest of your UFAs or on other deals, I heard Aaron Vickers mentioned on Flames Talk with Pat, if you want to be a facilitator, because now you're going to be one of the few teams in the NHL that actually has cap space to utilize, that salary retention part can be a big asset for this group. And I think most importantly here, and... People will will disagree with this because none of us are in the locker room. Even the the best of us and uh, that cover the Calgary Flames like Pat. We're not in the locker room, so we can only go off of what we hear. But it sure sounds like this got to the point with Nikita Zadorov following that public trade request from his agent that it was an uncomfortable feeling for both sides. We heard Michael Backlund. Spoke to the team and spoke to Ryan Huska about this team settling the noise and getting back to playing hockey and winning, worrying about winning hockey games right now. I, I'm sorry, I got to think that had to be around, you know, Nikita Zadorov mostly, and I think it came to a point where I, could you have could you make an argument to me that perhaps you wait until the trade deadline and you might be able to push it up a little bit. I I can disagree with that. It's possible. I guess it's also possible that maybe the market softens a bit. There's always the chance of injury. And if the locker room really wasn't comfortable with Nikita going forward with that public trade request, then maybe it is better that they got out in front of this and didn't let it simmer for two or three months just because they could get closer to the trade deadline. Those are my thoughts. Again, do I think it's a home run slam dunk trade? No. But I think you've got market value for a third pairing defenseman. And now you've got an opportunity to bring in Ilya Solovyov, continue the youth movement in Calgary that's been a very big success this year. And it gives you a lot of options going forward with other trades and other cap flexibility moves, whether that's Matt Coronado coming up from the Wranglers soon or helping facilitate yourself in a trade in one way or another going forward. So, again, 960-960, the fan feedback line is open to you. If you've still got thoughts on the Nikita Zadorov trade, I know a lot of people uh, wanted to have their say. Yesterday we were off the air when the trade went down, so I want to give anybody a chance on Sportsnet today to, uh, to still get their thoughts. And we've got a couple texts to get to here at 960 960- Nine six zero. before we hear from head coach Ryan Huska and Michael Backlund at practice today. Uh, this uh, says here, this is a door off trade shows that Conroy may have a challenge getting full value for the Flames remaining UFAs. Contending teams don't have cap room without the Flames retaining salary and bottom feeders will likely prefer to draft high. Uh, Matt and Cochran decks in, if Conroy got to move the door off out for a couple of picks and no salary retained, to create room for Shillington uh, to return and keep flames, three retention slots available for future deals. I think that's a decent move by him. Uh, Dan and Cochran, lots of listeners in Cochran. Love it. Uh, Dan says Luke Shen was one of the most coveted D last year at the deadline. He got a third. Maybe Z is a little better, but they aren't that different in my opinion. Uh, This says, uh, 20 hours later, we're still talking about this door off, despite there being a plethora of more interesting things happening. I.E. Shillington come from behind win three goals from demon. We having a career year perfectly exemplifies why this trade was necessary. What a huge distraction he's been. The trade was fine. I'll be happy when we're talking about something else. Uh, and he goes on to say, I know you'll talk about all that stuff later. Not trying to rag on you or anything, just personally tired of it. Hey, and I totally understand. Um, it's a big. It's been a big topic. I definitely want to talk about Shillington. Uh, I definitely want to talk about more about the win last night. Uh, I just know this is a big one for a lot of people, and uh, they definitely still want to have their opinions heard. And I, I want to have the conversation with people um, if they still want to talk about it because I know this polarized a lot of different uh, Flames fans. The return for Nikita Zadorov. Uh, this one says it all depends. On what the Canucks can get off to run on. He was way too inconsistent and obviously became a problem in the locker room. See you later. Um, this one says, good trade. We don't need him. Oliver's skating. That's good news. Uh, and this text says, do people realize that Latang was once a third-round pick? Uh, and then we'll go to Christian Copperfield here. His text says, I'm okay with the return, but if I was the GM of the team, I'd rather see the team look for prospects instead of picks they are years away before we see them on this team and yeah look the 2026 third round pick I I think was definitely sticker shock for a lot of people Chris I totally understand where you're coming from for that perspective I guess what I would say is it seems a long way away if they're going to use that pick but who knows what happens in the meantime? You know what I mean? Like if, who knows if that's part of a trade for the Calgary flames um, in between now and, and, and that time. And even if it does just remain a, a, another asset for them to draft, it's still adding to the cupboard. I know it's maybe not as soon as people would like, but it's still a third round pick. It still has value, even if it's not as soon. So I, I get it. And, and look, it was a weird situation. Vancouver didn't have a 2025 third-round pick, I believe, and clearly didn't want to give up two picks in this 2024 draft so soon before they you know, get to a trade deadline themselves. So, yeah, I can understand why we look at 2026 and you go, that's a long way away, because it, it is. But who knows what happens uh, in the meantime there. So you continue texting about the door off, whatever you think about the Conroy move today. Uh, We'll still jump into that. Of course, the big news at practice today uh, was the return of Oliver Shillington and uh, what a sight for sore eyes it was to see number 58 jumping back out on the practice ice. Uh, I've seen a ton of people on Twitter that were really excited about it. Count me as one of those people that was really excited about it. I don't want to be Debbie Downer. I don't. um, But I have to preface this with I can't tell you what it means. And I I hope this doesn't come off as negative. I don't know that it means Oliver is any closer to returning. I hope it, I really hope it does mean that because if he's able to come back and jump into this flames lineup again and bring that offensive, you know, puck moving, smooth skating guy that we saw a couple of seasons ago, it'd be such a boost for this flames team. And I think from a, personnel perspective to see him back. It would be so awesome. I just don't want to put any more pressure on the guy. I hope this means it's a good thing. And like we will hear from Husk and we'll hear from Bax. And they both talked about it today that it was a good sign. It just doesn't mean anything's imminent. So that's the glass half full side, a glass half empty side of it. If you want to call it that, I'm just trying to be realistic. I don't want to, you know, take anybody's hopes or dreams down about it. I really don't, but I just want to be realistic with everybody and say that I don't know what this means for Oliver. If this means he's working his way back to a a place in the lineup, is he going to join the group for practice on a regular basis going forward? I, I really don't know. I hope that's the case, and I hope we can all remain, you know, super positive about it. And it does mean that it's a good thing for this team, but let's wait and see on it. Uh, let's hear from head coach Ryan Huska. We bring you the latest from the Calgary Flames here on Sportsnet today. Uh, bit of a mixed practice for the group. There was a couple of players, including Oliver Shillington, on the ice at Max Bell Arena. Uh, a couple of the uh, other Flames were at the Dome for some off-ice workouts on Friday. Uh, and of course, lots to get to with the head coach. Shillington, big win for his group against Dallas. Solovyov recalled, and I'm sure more on the Nikita Zadoroff trade here's head coach Ryan Huska on Friday
0: to start with what, maybe what we saw over at uh, Max Bell and that is some positive news in that uh, Oliver Shillington was back on ice just your reaction to him kind of getting back there and what can you tell us yeah I, nothing
1: in regards to timeline like there is nothing imminent there but it's just it was a good feeling for us to see him around the room today I mean that's really what it's about it's um, we haven't seen much of him
0: lately so it's nice to see him back skating with a small group of guys do you have to kind of temper your own sort of uh oh, he's an option at some point you hope do you have to temper that or um, do you have to like i said at this point he's you know it's just good to see him back again that's the most important thing
1: for him and um we're we're all hopeful that he continues to progress as as we go
0: here but um, there is there is no timeline at all for anything like that. The office is certainly the most important mental health Everything yep. that goes along with that scenario, I guess just uh, what can you tell us about maybe where he is in in that category? Um, <clears throat> I Don't know if I can
1: really tell you anything about it to be quite honest with you um. um he's doing what he has to do in order to get himself into a, a great spot and that's all that we care about is him as a person first and foremost so i I can't give you really a lot as to how he's feeling or what he's he's going through
2: can uh, you tell us anything about what he's been doing the last few weeks if he's been here training in that regard
1: um, he's he's skated um, on his own at times it's it's not anything that's been a regular occurrence at all um, you know but this was really the first first time we've seen him around our team so as I've said it's just a it's a positive thing just being able to see him ar- around the group again.
0: Right. Um, understanding that it's all about what's best for Oliver, like is the hope that this becomes a daily thing, that he's kind of back around the group
2: now, or is it too soon to say that? Uh,
1: it's too soon to say that, okay. for sure. So we're, we're still, you know, it's a long ways for us still, yeah.
2: Totally trying to respect his privacy, as yeah. I was asking. Him, but have, you, have you personally like been keeping in contact with him?
1: Um, the that's the beauty of text messaging. It's <laughs> uh, one thing that you can do, so sometimes um, you know, I feel with the players, the way they communicate nowadays, that's typically the way you communicate with them. So it's not something that I've done every day, um, but we do stay in contact for sure. Did you get a chance to say hi to him um, at the rink? Or?
0: Absolutely, yeah.
1: How was that? Like, how did he sound?
0: Good, yeah. He, sounds, he sounded good, for sure. The other positive news is you've got uh, Rooney and Peltier over there as well, and Solovyov. I think I'm getting that right. But yep. just the idea of getting some... I guess maybe the other guys who've been injured, getting them closer and closer. What can you tell us as far as an update with those two, Rooney and Peltier?
1: Yeah, again, it was a a smaller group of guys that were going over, and and Rooney and Peltier have been skating with um, Danielle. They've been skating with um, some of our our skills guys. So they're back on the ice now, but they have... uh, they've got a long ways to go this is all part of their return to play program so there's a there's a few months ahead of these guys it's almost like a summer training camp where they rehab themselves but um, I think for them and for us we're fortunate that they're around our medical people and our strength and conditioning coaches every day so when they are ready to return to play they're going to be in great shape.
2: Slovio gets called up today you know he played a couple of games earlier this year what did you like? from him and the little stint he had with the team, and what do you want to see from him this
1: time? around? I, I think what we look for out of him when he gets himself into the lineup, it, the way we play in our own zone, size matters at times. Um, and one thing that you see from him is a, a young man that's not afraid to get in front of pucks. He'll block them similar similar to what we see from, from Tanny a lot of times. Um, for a young guy coming in, there's always energy and excitement around him. Um, the the push for him is to make sure that he's consistent with his play in regards to moving the puck quickly and keeping the game simple. And early on, like you saw from Connor and, and Marty, uh, it's easy to bring the energy to the rink every day. And now it's a challenge to make sure it's consistent, happens all the time. And um, as as he gets going, um, we're looking for him to, to be quick and be simple with his play.
2: Right. You delivered that message to
1: guys lots. Like you're going up to the NHL as the AHL head coach, but. Is it different? Like, this isn't a suspension or a, a short-term injury. Like, he has a chance to come up here and, and fill a spot. Is it different in that capacity? Um, yeah, I guess it, it probably could be. I mean, we have other guys that are down there too that um, Nick played well for us when he was here. It's all about opportunity and what you do with it. So he, he's going to get an opportunity to play at some point here. Um, now it's kind of up to him to seize it the way some of our other guys have, and that's the way you have to look at it, you know, Nothing ever is given to you, um, but you certainly can go out there and take it and make it difficult on us to take him out of the lineup or to send him back down for hey, sure.
2: I was listening to Pat's interview with Craig, actually, and Craig said, like, well, look, I think this guy can play in the NHL. I just haven't seen it." What does he have to show you?
0: Okay.
1: Um, as I mentioned, like, the pace of the game, it's, it's different from the American League. The quality of people that you play against, of course, is different from the American League. Those are two of the mm-hmm. big things. Um, so we're, we're looking for him to move the puck quick to keep his game simple and be a, a hard defender. Really, that's that's what we're looking for out of him and that's what he's capable of doing.
2: With uh,
3: with with Nikita no longer here and it opens up a, an opportunity, is that kind of the message that you deliver, whether it's to Dennis or Ilya or Jordan? Like, hey, there's a there's a spot here to be won?
1: Yeah, it's not necessarily a, a message that we send to the players, um, individual players per se. It's, it's almost that expectation is um, guys will raise their level because they know that opportunity is there now. So that's kind of the gist it, whether it's because of an injury that the door opens a little bit, or uh, a trade like we just saw, um, the players are smart enough to recognize that there is potential there. So it's up to them as to how they how they handle that.
0: Can you get a bump, uh, and maybe this is a bit of a stretch, but can this group get a bump about facing a teammate that was just traded, all of a sudden he comes right back in here? Is there an, uh, an extra bit of juice or a... I, I I don't know. It's an interesting storyline for sure that a guy just walks down the hall kind of thing. That
1: doesn't happen very often, but I think it's more about how our team is playing right now than than you know, a, a trade that has, has just happened. I think our guys like where they're going right now as a team, and I think we're playing in the right direction. And we know that Vancouver is a, a team that's ahead of us and one that we have to work to close the gap against. So we're looking forward to that because of that reason. Is he allowed to park in the usual lot tomorrow? Or <laughs> I would, hope not. I, yeah. would <laughs> hope not. I would hope not.
2: There you go. Head coach Ryan Huska fall in practice for his team on Friday. That's saw the return of Oliver Shillington to the ice as well as Ilya Solovyov up with the big club after being recalled earlier Friday from the Calgary Rangers. We'll take a break, come back on the other side, continue uh, to hear from you, your thoughts on the Nikita Zadorov trade. We will hear from Craig Conroy, the GM of the Calgary Flames. Join Pat Steinberg on Flames Talk Thursday to give his reasoning and how the Nikita Zadorov trade came about for the Calgary Flames. So in case you missed that, we'll bring that to you. We'll also continue to hear from more members of the Calgary Flames on this Friday including Michael Backlund, Mackenzie Weegar, and the newly recalled Ilya Solovyov. All of that on a Friday edition of Sportsnet today. It continues next on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Ooh, we are jammed with Flames topics on this Friday. Sidorov trade. Oliver Shillington. On the ice with a couple of his teammates today. Ilya Solovyov Recalled from the Calgary Wranglers. Oh, and a Hockey Night in Canada matchup on Saturday. Against Nikita Zadorov And the Vancouver Canucks as the Flames. Look to start this six game home off With three straight victories. Fan feedback line has been busy. Keep your thoughts coming at 960, 960. If you're listening live and you want to talk about any of it and talk about Solovioff and his spot in the lineup, let's do it. You want to send some positive vibes towards Oliver Shillington as we got some good news seeing him back on the ice today? Let's do that. We went through a bunch of them already, but if you want to continue to dive in on Nikita Zadorov and the second trade, first in season move by GM Craig Conroy here for all of it. Again, we're coming to July from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Downtown Studios on this Friday afternoon. Did have a couple of texts come in during the break that I wanted to read. We will hear from GM Craig Conroy coming up in just a few moments. He joined Pat Steinberg on Flames Talk Thursday to give some immediate reaction to that deal. And there's some good points there by Craig and I wanted to bring that to you. In case you missed it yesterday, haven't had a chance to seek it out on the podcast. Uh, just over 10 minutes with Craig Conroy going over the Zadorov trade and uh, what it means going forward for the Calgary Flames. So we'll get to that in a few moments here. But a couple more of your texts that came in during the break here at nine six zero nine six zero. 960 This text says, I think we need to give Craig Conroy credit that he took the best deal that was out there. Uh, Mike in McKenzie town says the door of being dealt is like addition by subtraction, less penalties and less high danger giveaways. Uh, this text says great to see Shillington back. Hockey is a distant second in circumstances like his, but great that he's feeling better enough to get back to his passion. Here's hoping he continues to progress health wise and can get back to a hundred percent. This text saying, uh, welcome back Shillington. Hope to have you back in the lineup soon. Uh, and yeah, this has been a frustrating situation for fans because we always want to know more, and I, I get that. But this is, I can tell you, it's been a, a tough stretch for Oliver, and your mental health is, is as important as ever nowadays. And, you know, just think if you are a young man playing hockey in your 20s and what kind of circumstances would lead to you just walking away from that it's a really serious situation that he's been going through and uh, i'll give a ton of credit to a lot of the fans out there that um have been very patient and been very supportive i think that's the hallmark of, of calgary flames fans to to be like that i think the ones that are you know were poking for answers and were oh this guy's given up on the team and he's walked away i think those were the minority of opinion most flames fans i've seen and talked to we're just hoping that the guy was okay. Right? We're talking about a guy that's, what, 24, 25 years old? Hockey's like a small portion of his life. And while well, it would be super great and I'm still rooting for him to get back into the lineup, I just hope he's okay. Just hope the guy has a, has a, a good day-to-day and I hope that's I hope that's for everybody. But For you listen, your day-to-day is good. It doesn't mean uh, it's any more special because it's Oliver and he's a Flames fan or a Flames player, excuse me. I just hope that he's okay. If it works out and he is able to make his way back into the Flames lineup, uh what a story it would be. And that's uh that's what we're rooting for today. Uh back to the GM, Craig Conroy. He was with uh Pat Steinberg on Flames Talk some immediate reaction Thursday night following the announcement that Nikita Zadorov had been traded to the Vancouver Canucks. It uh, touches on a little bit of everything here with Pat. In case you missed it, Thursday afternoon, uh, the GM of the Calgary Flames and his thoughts after dealing Nikita Zadorov off to Vancouver.
4: i obviously been talking to teams on Nikita uh, for a little while, and you know it just came to a point today where you know they they Vancouver came with a deal that I felt helps the Calgary Flames. You know, I think everybody. Uh, When you look at the deal, you'll say, we paid a third when we acquired Nikita. We got a third, plus we got another pick. Gives us cap flexibility, which is really an important thing for us. And it also gives us an opportunity to bring up a a good young player that we believe in and we think is going to be able to take that spot. And now I'm going to get to see him if he can actually do it, game in and game Uh, out. Are you
3: willing to say who that player is? I'm not going to say today, but... Okay. It'll be soon. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah. I thought I'd try anyway. Um <laughs> what uh Craig so you you make this deal and you uh you you send uh you send Nikita to Vancouver. Just overall how many teams were you talking with? What type of market was out there and and how how intense were the talks since that trade request became public?
4: You know, I mean, I think, you know, you're talking to teams Uh, all the time. But, you know, there was interest and I worked through it and you kind of see where the market is. You you see where people believe, you know, your players worth and, you know, you. everyone thinks there's a value, maybe higher, lower. But uh, then you come to the, the conclusion is to make a deal now in the NHL with the money, with retention, to not retain any money, to have three Retentions remaining is, is, is very valuable also. I mean, if you talk to any GM in the league, those are, uh, those are another chip for you. So, you know, for us to do this without retaining money, uh, obviously <laughs> going to Vancouver, uh, I just – you probably that's not the place you'd want them to go, but in the end I'm, i got to do what's right for the team, and this is what I thought was right for the team.
3: What, what is uh, Because there's been a little bit of talk on our text line today uh, about that, what is your philosophy on trading inside the division, Craig?
4: You know, it, it's always I want to find out where the market is, see what I can get for the player, Nikita, and then if the best deal for me is Vancouver, then I, I – I, made the deal with Vancouver I mean that's uh, you know I, I have to do what's best for the team moving forward I mean my goal here is to win that's, that's it and you know we, we've been playing better hockey I still believe we have a good group down there and we're, and we're going to win and I, I plan on going out there tonight and I expect my team to you know come out and top against Dallas does
3: um i i I am curious there's there's a lot of people who have uh wondered if by trading nikita this indicates uh a a certain directional shift for the group craig is is that something that that you believe this trade does or is this a situation where there was a guy who had asked to be traded and you were just fulfilling a request you
4: know i'm i'm going to I'm not just going to do something because someone asked for something, but in the end, I think in my first press conference, I want people that want to be here. And I I don't think Nikita doesn't want to be here or didn't want to be here. I mean, I had lots of talks with him. He's He's a pro. He's a good person. You know, I think he was frustrated with ice time a little bit at times, and, you know, those things happen. But in the end, this doesn't mean anything other than, you know uh, i made a trade with vancouver for zadorov today that that's it i mean that i okay. don't want people to lead into anything else okay uh
3: we're chatting with craig conroy the general manager of the calgary flames after sending nikita zadorov to the vancouver canucks did did you feel like there was um urgency to get this done how how much urgency was there or or were you willing to to wait i'm just curious as to what what your timeline was for this
4: internally there was, there was no timeline. I mean, you know, you kind of set a price and, and you're trying to get that price and, you know, that's in my mind, it was always, if I get it, um, the one nice thing is to have the cap space. It allows me to be able to call up players. It allows me to make, you know, other moves. You can acquire players. You can, uh, use that at the trade deadline as as capital to get picks, uh, maybe a go-between with another team. You know, it's just there, there's a lot of things that kind of make sense when you sit back and think about it, um, and it, it just was the time to do it. But I didn't, I didn't put a time frame. I mean, Nikita was, was totally fine. He, he was a good teammate. He was a good person. He was good in the locker room. So, you know, there was no rush where I had to get him out of here. I just felt like at this time, with everything that was going on, knowing what's out there, this was, this was what, the time to do it. Can you uh, – let, let's
3: first of all talk about the – the there, there's kind of two angles on the retention side of things. First of all, trading a player and not having to retain his cap space at all and, and getting that entire $3.75 million for the rest of the season. In, in terms of flexibility, what does that do for you?
4: <laughs> it's uh, It allows me to make a lot more decisions and make – just moves if I want And it's just as simple as just calling a player up. I mean, that's where we were so tight against the cap. I couldn't even call a player up if I wanted to. And one of my things is I want to give young players a chance. I want to bring young players in here. And I think that's part of what this deal is. I mean, it's not so much moving Nikita out. It's having a young guy that I think might be able to do it. But might is because I don't know. I haven't seen him enough in the NHL yet. So, you know, time will tell on that, but it's an opportunity. And, and I believe if you watch Zari Pospisil when Matty Coronado was here, I mean, that's, a, that's the future of this team, and, and, and that's what I believe. The, the youth and, and
3: the injection that they've given your team, that I know that it was something that was really important initially and, and right from the get-go I'm just kind of curious as to how much that has even increased now that you've seen it here over the last
4: month and a bit well it's, it's fun because you're always hoping you know in years past I mean you know with the roster was a little bit full we didn't have room to bring up the young guys and I always wondered could these guys play if we've given them an opportunity? So the goal was to try to find a way to give them an opportunity and to see them come up and to see Zari possible. So like I said, all of these guys come up and do it. I thought Dustin Wolf. I uh, wasn't at the game, but I got to watch the game after. Like the composure and, and what he did. I mean, it's those are the those are the things we're trying to do here. We're trying to build around a good crew, a good core of veteran guys, and bringing in this youth. And we think that's how we're gonna kind of turned the, turned the ship in the right direction. And really, after losing the six games, with bringing them up, uh, they, were, they were a big part of why. The veterans did pick it up, but the young guys definitely uh, kind of brought that energy that uh, the team needed it, even when we were down. And I
3: want to go back to the other side of the retention. You, you brought it up a little bit, the fact that you don't use one of the three retention spots that you, uh, that you get to have in any given season. How, how important is that for the group going towards the trade deadline that you still have all three retention slots open?
4: Well, it's huge. I mean, we talk about getting more assets and I think if you've watched teams with the cap being so tight where people are at the cap, uh, they need a third party to make deals, you know, and that's how a lot of teams have gotten picks and gotten extra, you know, draft capital. And, and, you know, I think this gives us an opportunity to have a a little bit more of an opportunity to get in that market where we haven't been able to before. Just a few more
3: with Craig Conroy, GM of the Calgary flames. How do you, uh, you've been here his entire tenure um, as, as AGM or GM, how do you, uh, how do you sum up Nikita's
4: time as a member of your team? You know, Nikita was a great teammate. I mean, I think, you know what? I enjoyed being around him. I had fun with him. He's a very intelligent guy, and, uh, you know, he played hard every night, and he he really enjoyed Calgary, and he he loved being a Calgary flame. And that's, you know, that's all you can ask him is him to try to do his best every night, and I thought Nikita did that, and he stuck up for his good teammates, sticking up for his teammates, and, you know, he, he was a real pleasure to be around, and, and I'm going to miss him. But in the end, again, like I said, you have to do what's right to the team, and I just felt like at this point in time, this was the right move. How does this How does this affect um, your approach
3: with other pending unrestricted free agents, or does this affect the approach with your other pending unrestricted free agents?
4: No, no it doesn't. It doesn't affect it at all. You know, I think I'm just. Uh, you know, I have an, a plan in my head, and. You know, we're just going to keep working through it. Last question for you, and that's just overall on,
3: uh, on on the fact that you were able to bring in some more assets. I know you even said it in the press release that came out uh, that you are looking to add assets and and help the future of the Calgary Flames. How, how do you feel you've helped the future of the team with a, a
4: couple of more picks into the cupboards here? You know, we, we, we take every pick as important, whether it's the first pick, or the seventh pick. I mean, that's what I tell the guys every year. You know, we need to make sure when we make a pick, we're not just, well, we have to love a guy. We want a guy to put on that Calgary Flames jersey and be proud of it. And I think we've done a great job. I love my, you know, amateur staff. They work hard. It, you know, and anytime I can get them an extra pick, uh, it's huge. And and it's also an a, When you have picks, you have an opportunity to move picks for players also. So, you know, whether it's at the draft or you feel like there's a young player that you've targeted and you need to use picks, it gives you that kind of draft capital and that kind of leverage to be able to make picks just not at the draft but also to be able to make trades. Appreciate the time. I know it's been a a busy day, Craig.
3: Thanks
2: for doing this, man. And, uh, yeah, really appreciate the time. There you go. That was Craig Conner, the GM of the Calgary Flames on Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg. You can find that wherever you get your podcasts for Sportsnet 960, Google, Amazon, Spotify, your favorite podcatcher. I uh, wanted to bring that to you. In case you missed it live yesterday, or if you haven't had a chance to check it out, uh, right from the GM's mouth, uh, the reasoning behind the Zadoroff trade, and had some texts come in at 960. 960, while that was going, and uh, we'll bring you some of those reactions right now. Uh, this text says, Zadorov should have sat 15 games upstairs and then off to Columbus. Should have sent a message. The message they just sent is horrible. Uh, This text says, The cap space gives the Flames the ability to take a short-term cap dump from another team for further assets, so the Zadorov return may not even be fully realized yet. So many teams are capped out. Many of them will want to maneuver at the deadline and need help from teams like the Flames to do so. We're in a great spot. This one says, hard to imagine how a third round pick three years from now makes us any better, unless you're talking addition by subtraction. This text says, Conroy's a nice guy, he's getting pummeled in the trade market, to Foley and now this trade are severely poor returns, I feel like the other GMs just say, come on Connie, help me out, and he says, okay. I don't really agree with that, I mean, look, the Toffoli trade didn't look great to start the season, but Yegor Sharon Govich is coming off a pretty strong month himself. They were not re-signing Tyler Tofoli. The Tofoli camp, if you remember, came into Craig Conroy's office and was asking like a six, seven-year extension. Flames said, we're not doing that. They said, trade me. So he traded them. They got a younger player back who I think is fitting in the lineup very well right now, and they got a pick back in that trade. I don't think he's got pummeled by these trades. And again, I still think a third and a fifth, although in 2026 is that third, doesn't mean you can't use it before then in another sense. I still think that's the going rate for a third pairing defenseman. I'm sorry. I know Nikita has other attributes that maybe make him, I don't know, looked upon better than a a normal third pairing defenseman because he's He's tough, and he's outspoken, and we've loved that about him. But, I mean, that's what, I'm sorry, a third and a fifth is what a third-pairing defenseman goes for in the NHL. Uh, Again, I was one of the people that thought maybe, maybe a second because it seemed like there were a lot of teams in there and around it. But it sure sounded like if you wanted to get anything more, you were going to have to retain if you were the Calgary Flames. The Vancouver Canucks were willing to ship off Anthony Bavillier to make the cap space work. So the Flames didn't have to do that. Seems like a pretty easy option if you're Craig Conroy. If all of the deals are essentially the same, you just don't have to retain on one of those and you can leave those other three spots open. I don't know. I again, do I think it's a home run? No, I don't think it's a home run. I don't think anybody can sit here and go, they fleeced Vancouver today. That's I don't think that happened. But I also don't think the Flames are talking about this as like a historic miss by Craig Connor. I don't think we're talking about that either. But if that's how you feel about it, that's that's how you feel about it. You're uh, you're totally entitled to your thought process on it. That's why we're having the conversation. I appreciate the text at 960960. We'll get more of them as the show goes on. Right now, we're going to take a break. When we come back, kicking off hour two, we're going to head back to the Scotiabank Saddle Dome on Friday. The captain, Michael Backlund, spoke to the media. Happy to see Oliver Shillington, the fellow Swede, back out on the ice. We'll hear from the captain his thoughts following the Nikita Zadorov trade as well. We'll also hear from the most recent call-up of the Calgary Flames, Ilya Solovyov. Got a taste of NHL action earlier this season. Went back down to the Calgary Wranglers and has been a solid, solid option for Trent Call's team, and now is the latest member of the Calgary Flames to join what's a continually growing youth movement for the Calgary Flames. We'll hear from Slovioff and Backland as a Friday edition of Sportsnet Today continues. Thanks for being along for the ride. We'll be back in a moment here on Sportsnet 960, The Fans.